Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Welcome, Mondo Neon listeners. I'm with Jennifer Conans. It's Max here. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, we were just chopping it up about, you know, being in Canada. You know, obviously your specialty being sign painting for a lot of people that kind of listen to the show, they're kind of all over the place. And we, the great part about it is that the creativity behind a lot of these artists is kind of, um, I think it's relative, you know, I think a lot of art forms start in a particular way, but sign painting obviously goes way back and is really rooted in tradition. I think neon can be as well. And so what's been, you know, kind of your entry point to, I guess, what are some of the more memorable moments in time where you could look back and start kind of like gravitating towards what got you into sign painting? Was it a particular moment for you? I was probably, I, it's probably like a culmination of a few different things coming together. Um, one of them would have been, I was graduating from, um, from art school and I did a bit of graphic design. And so I had no idea what I wanted to do exactly. Um, I didn't have enough digital experience to kind of do the whole graphic designer thing. And it actually turned out to be a good thing because as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, um, that sign painter movie, which I'm sure inspired like countless, it's, it's funny how common that, that uh, movie is. <laughs> when you talk to, I talk to other people, it's like every second person's like, yeah, it was a sign painter movie. But um, yeah, it was, it was literally like, I was uh, trying to get out of my sign shop job, like doing the vinyl stuff. And um, the sign painter movie came around and someone was like, did you see there's people that are like painting signs for a living? And I was like, what? So yeah, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that's what I can do. So I just, my goal was really to be after art school was really just, I remember thinking like, I just want to be in the studio every day. And so I guess that's kind of what landed me here. Well, and like sometimes people are lucky enough to experience things that they don't realize, you know, there's sort of, I think even when I can look at other conversations I've had it's never really the same when you kind of go from this moment in time where you realize like oh I could do that or you know oh there's this person or this place that I've discovered and I think that's the coolest part is sort of like the hardest part for people is to kind of find the purpose in all that but I think it's always awesome to hear stories for people that you know um, sort of trust their instincts you know not necessarily know exactly how it's going to work out Mm -hmm. but that there's always some additional skills that you probably inherently have that you can like basically pepper onto that um, to kind of build up this new sort of asset, you know, whether it's going to yeah. be a career or not, it's sort of, you're, you know, you're able to adopt different things and there's friction for a little bit of that, but, you know, I do think it increases people's awareness and that's mm -hmm. always a big multiplier that I talk about on the show. It's just kind of, not necessarily checking the boxes, but thinking about, you know, how the creative process could take place or maybe just discussing other opportunities. But I love mm -hmm. the fact that you just sort of inserted yourself into that, that <laughs> movie and then kind of looked at it and said, well, you know, this makes sense. 
uh, yeah, yeah. Traditionally speaking, you've got a business as well, so you're also an operator, which is super cool. Um, we're passionate about a lot of <laughs> the entrepreneurial and spirit, fun and t- and tireless, tireless work. Yeah, but it's it's worth it. And you do also the gilding, which is I've always been fascinated by gold leaf. I think what are the I guess, what are for you the biggest takeaways learning a business and also making art, which is, I think, a Mm. challenge for a lot of people, not just, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. people are new to it. Um, Yeah, it's, I think it's like, um, I feel like it's two, two kind of different, well, they're sort of related, but different skill sets. Like, I know that lots of people who are amazing artists struggle with uh, the business side of things. And I know for sure that like, for me, I've picked up the business kind of as I went. Um, I didn't have any formal like business type training or nothing. Um, I, I think a lot of like, when you come to something by having to figure it out yourself, you know, it's not handed to you like in a degree or something that you like went to structured school to go learn. Um, cause like, I mean, I did like a batch, I did a BFA, I did some arts before that was my degree, but I mean, I, I did like printmaking and painting, like, uh, traditional painting and stuff. So like to piece together the sign painting after the fact, like, I think just the, like having to figure that out for myself, that I think was in itself sort of like business training because most of the business stuff is like actually what you were saying about following your intuition, like a lot of things I find sort of fall into place. The more you do them, like the more you quote, the more you talk to clients, um, which I was really like, just not comfortable with doing right from the beginning. Um, You basically just, you figure it out. So I think just like you figure out, you know, how to paint and how to gild, you know, you're taking, finding books and, piecing together your stuff that way and then learning stuff from different workshops that you find people coming through your part of the country or whatever and you take those I think like the business stuff is is a lot the same and it's also following your gut like if you have a bad feeling about a person from the beginning sometimes it's you know you like you learn to read like the warning signs and kind of yeah learn your way around your pricing like kind of what people respond to what they don't and yeah. yeah. And do you remember for fun? Is it, do you have a remembrance of that first order? Like, do you remember that moment where you're like, I sold this <laughs> thing and this kid, I can't believe they bought it. Like, it's weird, right? Like, is there, <laughs> yeah. do you have a story? Um, I'm trying to remember actually. Well, I remember the first one that went bad. That one was pretty memorable. <laughs> I don't know if I want to remember that one. Um, but I remember being really excited over like having a job and then, um, <laughs> but I knew nothing. Right. So I didn't write a contract. I didn't, Um, so that one actually it was a big learning lesson because it ended up not happening and I bought all these materials I was like ready to go and then they're like uh we're gonna do photography instead and I just remember being so I was gonna say this might this might be able to help somebody a lot like telling that story (laughs) so you you secured the job you purchased all the materials and then they obviously did a 180 I had no deposit so they changed their mind in the meantime without telling me and then so when I was ready to go they're like no we're not doing it anymore and so yeah I was 
I well, that's a good, that's a good, I mean, I think that may, that, <laughs> this may actually, I mean, it's, what's cool is that if somebody just takes that one piece of advice and avoids the same problem, you know, that's, yeah. what's cool is helping people through that storytelling is really a big part of the show too. I think too, is, I mean, people want to generally know more about artists, but I think more importantly is how can this apply to their own life? And there's so many parallels, Yeah, you know, you do a lot um, in sign painting, is there, you know, you worked on um, a really cool project with the painting with Yoko Ono with like instruction from a gallery and doing all yeah. of that was kind of a really um, like a, a, an approach on canvas. So it's neat to see the kind of the, in the gallery world entering that, that mm-hmm. line of sight would, were, were projects like that instrumental in kind of how you view sign painting now since it's changed so much over the years? Uh, yeah, I like, I, I guess like I've sort of always suffered from that the idea that like you know I I went to school like to be an artist and then sort of segued into commercial art so I think project like when that project came along I, there's always like that question that hangs in the air right like am I really an artist you know if I'm painting stuff in collaboration with clients and it's commercial like you know where do where do I fall and like I remember when that project came around I was like wow like I mean if it's not my own words like these are the this comes from like I mean Yoko Ono so it must mean something it must mean something (laughs) well I mean it's also you know you talk about I mean every person's version of what they think is artist is slightly different too and I think what's important is I think if you do an operate and own a business is you're not just necessarily fulfilling your own wishes, which is sort of what an artist does, right? They kind of have mm-hmm. their vision and their interesting kind of ideas on things, but ultimately over time that sort of goes away, I think. And, and that can be good and bad. I don't necessarily know if authenticity has to sort of be at the forefront of that. You're sort of mm-hmm. looking at it from parallel, you know, type of view, but I think it's an, it's an important part right like how would you I guess when you get involved let's say whether they're sign painters I'm sure that there's like you have a sign collective that you attend uh Mm -hmm. which is cool I think that it's like this regular session and there's kind of like a sharing of like books and ideas and so much of that I think too we can learn so much from you know other artists that do the same thing oh yeah Great. Yeah, the, the support from other, um, like just find, looping into that community has yeah, been right. so like, I, it's beyond inspiring. Like it's informative, you know, like you can send a question at like any hour of the day and there's someone from anywhere in the world, basically, that's like up at that hour, like and can answer like, be like, why is this gilding not working out or this glass is acting weird? And like, there's chances are there's someone around to answer a question. But just also inspiration, like, yeah, I think like making, helping us feel like artists, you know, like as a, as a group, because there's like, it's definitely different from producing signs, you know, like from like, as what it's become. Um, it's, there isn't, I, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of artistry in it anymore. So for people to be able to get together and talk about like, you know, layout and like what what their what their you know style of letter is that they like to paint and just kind of 
doing those letter, like I, I guess I'm referring to the letterhead meets, um, which sort of kind of didn't happen a lot over the last three years because of COVID. But um, I mean, other than that, like, yeah, those have been like just so instrumental to uh, just it, inspiring everybody to keep on doing what they're doing. Yeah. And I think sign painting, there's a certain conviction. I mean, you can't get up on a, a huge ladder and start painting on the side of the wall unless you really <laughs> are into it. And I think it yeah, does cut out, <laughs> you know, like even though my favorite piece was kind of the inner city brewing, uh, uh, one of the ones that I really enjoyed, because I think that is it challenging to scale a work up like that? I mean, it's not just one person at that, at that kind of level. <laughs> and I still feel like there's, there's definitely work that like I, and then I look at people who are making work that's like way bigger than mine and go like, how are they doing that? Like, I feel that's also the cool part is looking around at what other people are doing. And like, no matter what you think you're doing, you like look at someone else and be like, oh my God, like they took this thing that I've been doing and took it to like the next level. So there's all this inspiration everywhere. Like people just doing crazy stuff. And you're always trying to figure out like, how did this person do this thing? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just like that constant inspiration. I secretly think some of those large mural guys actually wish they could do just really small pieces you know, that, <laughs> and have that be their business. Because, you know, people expect- They do miniatures on the side. <laughs> right, right. Because everything at that level, it just must be a little, you know, intense. I can imagine them going back and painting something small or doing something really easy to, to grasp as a way to cope with <laughs> those kind of- <laughs> You know, not only the elements, but just that that large size. I mean, how do you how do you split your time between personal projects and like, let's say, you know, um, commission work? Uh, is there a relationship between the two? Do you get to do things that you really want to do sometimes? Um. Well, definitely. Like, I do. Like, well, I'm. Well, we got kids now, so like, I feel as like as the responsibility level sort of goes up then there it's yeah it's a thing where you, you I, I don't know I devote less and less time to the personal stuff and then that can get sort of um it can get you a little bit down because like it's always nice to have a balance between the personal stuff um to you know you, you always want to feel like you're having fun on some level with the projects but um yeah, and there's something about September that I always, uh, maybe it's like, that that's just like going to school. It reminds me of like going back to art school and stuff. And September just feels like a good time for like pulling out, pulling out yeah, some personal are, stuff to work on. Yeah, just in like in the air. It's a lot to be accountable to, but also to give yourself the time. Like some episodes we talk about just mental health and, and that just has to do with, I think, even the point where you have to kind of take a different position, you know, it's not the same business. And it, like you mentioned, things have changed a lot for good. Right. And then mm -hmm. how do you, you know, everybody needs that additional support, whether it's just personally or, you know, just taking, um, taking perspective on things. And uh, I think that's important. You know, there's other opportunities too like with artists that I know that have done work online. I mean, I think you said you mentioned you have a design background. There's a lot of other things going on, I think, now where there's more opportunities than there was ever to really kind of um, you know, explore that 
versus, you know, having to do the traditional route, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I think one of the things that I'm always pushing is technology, even though it's kind of, you know, gotten a, a, a I think maybe somewhat of a bad rap, but there's some irony there. I mean, there's, there's definitely the inevitable intersection between what's happening now and where it may go, but something about social media kind of brought that on um, where people now can, you know, share projects and be collaborative than they could before, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instagram was a huge inspiration, like for me in the very beginning, because it was like, it was more organic too. Like when I started getting onto it in like, like 2013 around there. Um, so we, I was actually watching a lot of other young people like me, like stumbling through trying to learn the stuff and watching them try to teach themselves sign painting. And then it was pretty funny because then we actually got together in person, uh, at one of the, le- like one of the letterhead meets, um, the 40th anniversary one, I forget. I, I wonder if, I think that was 2013 or 14, somewhere in there, um, or maybe 15, but anyways, it was, um, it was weird to like bond with these people over like social media. We're all like by ourselves working on this stuff. And then we're like, Oh my God. And we're calling each other by like our, like our Instagram handles. We're like, Oh, you're so-and-so. And it was, it was a real, it was a weird, but like, like I'm not a huge fan of social media, how it's changed like into more what it's now, but that like back then it was like, it was a huge, like community building, like platform for sure. Right. And it's cool. I think, you know, are there any, as you look at the internet now, are you, um, any projects that you have coming up that you would love to do or haven't yet that you want to just mention? Uh, um, well, I love, I like, I love art, like old architecture too. Um, and so I've kind of been coddling uh, like because we don't have like a whole lot of cool old buildings like with the cute shop fronts, you know, that they have all over um, Europe, uh, like the UK. They got like the nice little fashion, the pillars and the windows and stuff and these really mm-hmm. cute storefronts. And I've always I've always really wanted to and like just paint the whole thing like you know, the list of services and then the name of the building and like what they offer and stuff. I've always wanted to do a full shop front, but I guess the next best thing is we have some, uh, some buildings that are being like resurrected through heritage projects, like in these parts. So I'm sort of looking at this old brick building and it used to be, um, uh, it's like an, an industrial sort of, um, you know, turn of the century, I think it was the, like, it's going to be some restorative work on it. So you go back and into the archives and find the old images of what the building used to look like, and then basically recreate um, all the, the, like the words and stuff that used to be on the front of the building and kind of bring it back to life. And those ones, those ones for me, like, they're not super create on, like on the creative end, but I think they're like, they're just so rewarding, like to be able to put yourself in the shoes of like the old painters and how they would have gone about doing the project and stuff, you know, like without computers and scaling everything up, like right directly on the building and things like, 
so I like the challenges that those ones that those ones have and then also the feeling of like making a building look really cool to put back into your city that it's you know going to be there for hopefully a few more hundred years and yeah yeah I like that I mean it's an interesting counterpoint too and I think a great segue to kind of wrap things up especially with the work that you guys have going on um, for anyone who wants to check out Jennifer's work, the, the business is called Conan's and Co, and Co. I think there's a great presentation online, especially on Instagram, and we'll put links to that in the show notes. So anybody that needs to click on that or check it out, um, definitely follow, uh, follow along because there's so many great things they're putting together, lettering, murals. It's just great. So really, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, I appreciate your time and, and energy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up and as always, thanks for listening.